Hey everybody, my name's Nate. And I'm Sai. We are Pittsburgh's Hot List. We are with award-winning director, cinematographer, and editor, Jeffrey Smee. How are you doing? I am doing quite fine. Awesome, awesome. So we want to get right into this. Your current project, The Boonies, has been released. Um, can you explain some of the process involved as far as like your cinematography or your editing? Um, yeah. Uh, well, as far as the, I guess, the cinematography, um, you know, relying on Lance, the director, a good bit to, you know, what feels he going for. And we wanted to try to bring a good bit of suspense in and, um, you know, set the mood with lighting and, and camera movement. So mm-hmm. we um, we focused a lot on that type of uh, relying on camera movement to heighten some tension in some scenes and, you know, just raise the suspense level. Uh, and that was like a ma- major thing we used throughout the film. Um, Lighting-wise, we, we kept it pretty naturalistic outside just you know it's it's supposed to be you know the front end i don't want to give away too many spoilers but the front end of the movie is is uh kind of you know your normal uh build up in a horror film out in the woods uh no you know crazy creepy stuff but then as it goes deeper into the film it gets a little creepier and we get a little more wacky with the lights and and have fun with that uh, doing you know more color mm-hmm. contrast and and uh, just creepier looks. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you could definitely feel the tension. I you know we went and saw it, and you nice. could definitely feel it grow- going up to it. My question is, um, did was there any specific or various movies that you drew from to get that kind of suspense? Um. I, I don't know. Lance is very, uh, I guess, motivated and inspired by movies of the 70s, the, the mm-hmm. old slasher type stuff. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a you know, a major one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I, I don't want to say we directly pulled from anything, but we, we kind of did um, try to get a li- at least a little bit of that aesthetic in, yes. in the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, and we spoke to Lance in yes. a previous podcast and uh, yes. he told us that you were pretty much on board with his vision and everything came out well. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's me and him worked really well together. We kind of, uh, I don't know, we just, I guess we complement each other pretty well. We, <laughs> with, with little, you know, very little communication between us, we can kind of just know where the other one's trying to get to and, and help each other when we're making films. Nice. Yeah, that's that's important when you get to know, you know, when you have that kind of relationship with the director, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, because sometimes, uh, you know, cinematographers and directors can clash. So, you know, right. it's great to be on that Definitely. same page. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we've, and we've been working together since basically the beginning of both of our filmmaking careers. So oh, we kind of grew together in that way and it works out. Awesome. And how did you get started in the film industry? Um. It is kind of a weird story, I guess. Um, oh, we like oh, weird stories. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's not that weird, but it's... Uh, um, so I, I used to do film, you know, in high school, uh, through college, just, you know, little jokey, dumb films like, like kids do. 
but uh, never, and I actually went to college for video production and that's my full-time job now, but um, somewhere in the middle between college and, and more recently, I kind of fell off of the filmmaking wagon. I was doing like BMX stunt riding and stuff and competing nice. in that and traveling around and you know, that type yeah. of stuff and kind of fell out of the um, filmmaking world. But um, at some point, uh, kind of got the bug again for filmmaking and really didn't know where to start. I, I didn't have any connections. I didn't really know who to, who or where to go to. So I actually just started a blog on my own, um, bought myself a Canon 60D, uh, okay. which was like a, you know, a mid-range DSLR at the time that could shoot photos and videos. Mm -hmm. um, this was like right at the kind of the beginning of the DSLR revolution of filmmaking. Mm. And uh, so I got into photography and video and just had a blog where I'd post, you know, little snippets I'd make just by myself. Lots of like nature or uh, I, I just any random stuff I could find, mostly just working by myself because I didn't know who to go to. Mm -hmm. um, and I was bartending at the time. And okay. um, while, I, while I'm serving drinks, I overhear some people at one of the tables talking about uh, Magic Lantern, which mm -hmm. at the time, I think it still is, um, like a hack for Canon cameras that brings out more cinematic qualities that you're able to film. Um, you know, you void your warranty and put this on there, but then you get a way better image out of the camera. And Ooh. I was like, wait, are you talking about this? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we're in the filmmaking industry and that, that, that. And it turned out to be Edwin Wong was the, the main guy. And he was like, well, we're doing a 48 hour film project uh, this weekend. If you, you know, want to get involved, just show up at this uh, address at 7 a.m. on Saturday. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll be there. So I showed up at 7 a.m. Uh, and nobody was there. Oh. And, <laughs> and oh, man. Five minutes later, though, Lance walks in the door. I don't know him at the time. And he's like, hey, are, are you here for the uh, movie thing? And I was like, yeah, nobody else is here. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, they just told me to come here too. <laughs> so we both waited for about an hour and finally other people started showing up and we worked with them on that film set and became friends. And uh, then the next time a festival came around, we formed our own team and worked together and have been working ever since. Nice. nice. It's kind of a convoluted long story, yeah. but yeah, yeah. 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 get you there. You started out as a BMX biker and you ended up, yeah, you know, filming movies and yeah, yeah, yeah. that's way different. Um, and did you ever want to become a professional? Uh, like I don't know what you call it, like a like a cyclist. It's not a cyclist if you're a BMX guy, right? Yeah, it's um, like extreme. Yeah, sports. it was. A, I I did flatland uh, oh, okay. biking, which is like basically you and a bike in a parking lot with pegs on it, spinning around, looking like a ballerina. Right, right, right. Uh, and I I was competing and traveling around the United States. I actually did a tour nice. with uh, an international bike company doing stunt shows all over the country for a while. And, uh, but yeah, it, it's just kind of, you know, it's it's a tough, uh, tough way to make a living. You don't get paid too much for any of that type of stuff. Right. It's fun, and you know, you get to have some adventures with it, but uh, you don't make too much money. So, yeah. Right. Ended up just coming back to Pittsburgh and getting a regular, real job. <laughs> and, I don't know, keep that as a hobby. Keep your passion but, away. 
Yeah. Yeah. You found it again in filming. That's yeah. Crazy. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, we see that you did, um, you know, documentaries before. Like, yes. how is doing a documentary different from, uh, you know, doing a traditional movie? The planning is the big thing. Like, in a, in a regular narrative film, obviously, you're you see the script, you know what's going to happen, you can plan it out, you can light it as you need to, you can, you know, whatever you need to do, you make mm-hmm. it happen. Uh, whereas documentary, you're just kind of working with whatever's happening. And it's, um, actually, I, I learned a lot from wedding videography for documentaries. Huh. Just um, being able to, you know, read a situation and kind of anticipate, hey, I think this is going to happen here. And if they're doing that there, then the light's coming from here and I should be over there. And, okay. you know, just figuring out, you know, how, how to make the elements that are naturally in the environment uh, work for you and, and get a good image. And, and also just like finding the story as you go. Um, okay. That's, that's a big part of it. And, and a lot of times it comes together in the edit later on but you know you you're always looking for the story and kind of trying to chase it and track it down and present it in the best light literally and figuratively mm-hmm. for sure and then do you have a, a do you personally have a preference between the two um i'm i'm more into narrative films now okay uh, documentaries are fun but um i i like the you know the cinematic aspects i like playing with lights and mm. and cameras and really pulling out good images that are much more difficult to get in a documentary setting. Got it. So what do you like doing best? Uh, you know, directing or editing or cinematography? Um, probably directing and cinematography are kind of a close, you know, one day or another, I might think I like one or the other better, but uh, they're they're pretty close to a tie for number one. Editing is kind of a distant second. <laughs> uh, it's not my favorite thing to do, uh, but I just do it because you know I, I like to I like to be in control of the final product, especially if it's something right. I, I was filming or directing. I want to make sure it you know stays to the vision I had in my head. Right. And you don't always get that when you pass it off to a, another editor. That's true. Yeah, for sure. Like, right. I could see that because, you know, if you're on the set filming it and then you have the story in your head and you, you see certain things and you get the shots you want and then the yeah. editor could just take it away. Yeah. Exactly. But I, I am learning as, as I get, you know, farther along the line of filmmaking uh, to trust people more, you know, and <laughs> when, once you reach a certain level of stuff and, and you're, the people you're working with are at a, a good level too. Right. It, it's easier to trust them and you know it's not gonna not worry that they're gonna drop the ball or totally change something or right yeah that type it's of like thing you would have to know them and they would have to know you and yeah. what your vision is as well and not veer from that yeah and and that's that's easier to do once uh, you know people are, are at a certain level where you don't get that at the amateur levels as much right. exactly you, you don't exactly. really know what you're gonna get Right. <laughs> Ever clash with a director? Um, I, I don't think really. There's always little, little, you know, scuffles and whatnot. But uh, I, I don't, I don't think anything major has ever happened. 
you know, you butt heads a little bit and then you figure out what you're doing uh, yeah. and make it make it work. <laughs> yeah. Communication is the best, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's Lance and I have gotten the compliment several times about this, our sets. It, people really enjoy it because we we are pretty chill about everything and you know the, all the work gets done we're very good about you know if we start a project it's it's gonna get finished mm -hmm. that doesn't always happen in the community but, yeah uh, for sure yeah. but um right. at the same time we we mix in enough fun and like you know try to leave out any of that stressful stuff as much right. as we can yeah that's the worst when you're on a set and everything's all stressed out yeah, to, definitely. You know, get what you want out of it. Yeah, you know, like out of that deal. Exactly, yeah. and it affects the uh, the actors as well. It affects the, everybody, you know, because they yes. can also see it and sense yeah. it. So. It just makes it way more difficult, and mm -hmm. you know, and you get a worse product for it, and you know, you you're working harder for a worse product, so it's not it, worth right. it at all. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Now you're working on a web series with Michelle Doe. Yes. Um, how is that? Like, mm -hmm. like, it, like, is it completely different from filming a traditional movie, or like, um, do you have the whole story already, and you know where you're going with it? Yeah, it's it's all the scripts are in place, and we we kind of know where it's going, and it, it's yeah, it's not really different. It's you know, same as filming a feature or a short or anything yeah. like that. We're we're probably um, it's gonna be six episodes. And uh, we're looking at, you know, probably not quite feature length for, for all of them put together, but okay. um, somewhere, yeah, more than a short, less than a feature for the, the full six episode series. Okay. Nice. But yeah, you're it's, it's the same. Or you're doing um, editing and cinematography? Um, uh, yep. Editing and cinematography on this one. And Michelle's going to be writer, director, and oh. starring also. So... She's wearing a lot of hats in this one. Okay, yes. so she'll be directing and writing. That's really yes. cool. Yeah, awesome. she's great. Yeah, yeah, she's really good. Yeah, like I know she's like super ambitious. Like, like I heard about her doing their project. Yeah. Um, it was on the set of Paranauts. I think she was talking about. Yep. It. That makes she sense. She said yeah. y'all were working together, so that's yep. awesome. Yeah, and she's yeah. Once she sets her mind to something, she's just going for it, and it's gonna happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's good. Because then that also helps you out too. Yes, definitely. So, and how do you balance your schedule? Because I imagine uh, you know people come to you with projects all the time, so you probably have to space out uh, you know your schedule a little bit. Yeah, I. Um, it's tricky. You, you have to be kind of choosy, I guess. Uh, I I I don't know really. I just um, <laughs> if I like a project. I, I jump on it a lot of times it's you know with friends and whatnot but uh yeah it, it's you know just whatever's going on at the time if I got time for it I'm probably gonna want to do it because I, I always have fun whatever the project is pretty much nice <laughs> yeah fun is the key you know like, yeah that's a you know, common yeah. question that I always have my friends or, or ask my friends is how much does it pay and yeah. That determines my next answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's but free and you get credits. That's what yeah. <laughs> that's that's usually the answer to that. Well, but yeah, yeah that's at the end. <laughs> no. <laughs> fun is definitely number one priority, and then successful career second priority. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So, um, did you have any famous? Oh, wait, not famous, but did you have any favorite um, directors or any kind of movie specific movies that you had while you were growing up? Um, while I was growing up, I don't still, know really. He's still, yeah, he's I'm still okay. growing. I mean, you know, when you were younger <laughs> is what I should say. Did um, you have any, um, you know, favorite? Uh, movies or directors or anything like that? Not really. I, for some reason, I always remember Indiana Jones was like mm-hmm. always on the TV in my house. Okay. So that kind of I don't know if that influenced me at all, but that's one that I just remember constantly from my childhood. Uh-huh. Um, yep. <laughs> now, um, I'm all, yeah, yeah, they're all good. Um, but now uh, I always bring up The Fall. Uh, mm. is a great movie uh, visually like very stunning images and they claim to have not used any CGI in the full film but I I don't know how that's possible with the, the images they were getting in the hmm. I don't know tricks of the camera and whatnot. Oh, I'm gonna have to oh, watch that yeah. now. I haven't watched it yes it's um, it's it. hard to find now I, I don't know if they're in uh, I don't know contract disputes or whatnot it used to be able to view on I think Prime and you used to be able to get DVDs but now it's kind of just I don't know you can't get it anywhere you probably could download it illegally but don't tell anybody I told you okay we won't tell anybody (laughs) but I got an old DVD that I watch (laughs) (laughs) we know nothing (laughs) Um, but yeah that's that director is uh, just really unique uh, unique uh, stories and imagery in the films i think he started with uh commercials and music videos he did like an rem music video in the 90s oh, and then okay. um and then he then directed um the fall and the cell i think is the more famous you know it's like one of those movies you do have to see twice because you're so engrossed with the imagery and and what's going on that sometimes yep. you lose track of the dialogue that's actually yeah you know? And that that one's like they're they're going inside a, a serial killer's mind, right? To try to find um, where he's hidden one of his victims, but it's so you get these really dark images and and it's it's all like a lot of the visuals are taking place in the mind of this insane person, right? So it's just very right. surreal and out there. And oh. in the fall, it has that same kind of feel. Okay. Um, but it takes place. It's set in a hospital. Um, oh. and, a, and a man is telling stories to a young girl and sh- the f- bulk of the movie takes place in the girl's imagination. Oh, so wow. it has this same surreal feel, but through the mind of a child. So she's making like mistakes just based on she doesn't fully understand what he's talking about and okay. making her own assumptions. Yeah, it's, it's that, really that was, cool. Yeah, because I know that one of my favorite artists is uh, Salvador, Salvador Dali. And that's what the cell reminded me of. Yes, definitely. You know, so. Yeah, that, and very it, surreal imagery and everything. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Right. Are you a big fan of CGI? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> if I never saw it again, I it, it would be great. But I, yeah. I don't know. There, there is a place for it sometimes, I guess. Um, but I, I don't think I'll ever really want to work with it heavily myself and I tend to stay away from movies that use it mm. well not that use it because there you can do it in subtle ways where you're 
enhancing the imagery and and yeah that's you the know worst. helping the like story when it's overly used I hate yeah that. when yeah. it's when it's a crutch or it's you know just right. used. and i hate it when it's like um like when it's overly used in like maybe a low budget film and it's like not coming off great yeah i'm like oh man it'd be so much better if they just you know took some of that away yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm on the same boat with you. If 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 you don't have the budget to make it look nice and and if it's not subtle enough for my tastes, it it totally takes me out of the story. Like it even more so than if it was like you know stop motion animation or something like mm-hmm. that. I yeah. I can appreciate that more than you know a computer generated whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I know David Fincher, he's known for CGI, but he uses it yes. like he uses it in real subtle ways where you can't tell, but um, yep. it's only to enhance it, you know, as right. far as like, uh, you yes. know, the period of the film or whatever. So Exactly. Right. And I, I can get behind that somewhat, but just, yeah, sometimes people go way too far with it and it, I'm never a fan of that. Yeah. Unless you have that Marvel Studios budget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You need to have that. And even then, sometimes it goes wrong. <laughs> it can, yep. Yeah, yep, sure. that's true. Have you ever, like, got into a film where, like, you wanted to do something with a project and you just couldn't take it there, you know, to the next level? Not really. For myself and everyone else, I try to manage expectations pretty well. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't really okay get, get in over my head too often where... where you know, it's going to be something totally out of my ballpark and and that we're not going to be able to do successfully. And nice. that's, I have a couple films on the back burner that eventually, if if I have the budget and the, and the means to do it, um, I want to do them. But I I always want to do things the right way it's to, mm. to make sure it, it turns out, you know, at least close to the vision I start with. <laughs> And when you're picking and choosing what films you're going to work on, are you thinking about the budget or are you thinking about the time or, or what? Um, usually, as far as gear, like I have all, all my cinematography gear, I own it. So you don't have to work that into a budget or anything. It's just, you know, they're ready to go, which is nice. Very nice. But uh, yeah. yeah, but um, beyond that, like, you know, just looking to see like, okay, there's a coffee shop and a you know a movie theater and this and that and all these other locations in this like can we get all these places really or are we going to get start filming this and then realize oh we got to rewrite everything on the fly and Mm. to be in different locations or this or that and you know stuff like that is where you run into problems a lot is props locations um and then like i don't want to say special effects but like uh kind of special effects stuff can can get messy sometimes too if you don't have the right people and resources <laughs> mm, yeah. right and have um, you ever filmed something where you're like i can fix it in post so i'm not too worried about it um i try to stay away from that as much as possible uh, but <laughs> there's always times yeah when everything needs a little bit of work in post but i try to keep that to a minimum okay Good, nice. Yeah, because I've gotten in trouble with photography like that. You know, I'm like, yeah. I can fix it when I get home. And I'm like, oh man, I'm in trouble here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's taking too much time now. <laughs> yeah. 
mostly about time and resources. Um, uh, like editing is definitely my, you know, less favorite part of filmmaking. <laughs> and right. also um, I think my less skilled uh, thing in filmmaking, uh, I'm much more on the front end of things. The pre-production, cinematography, somewhat directing, that's where my, I think I'm best at those aspects. Yeah. So yeah, I try to, as much as possible, limit the amount of editing I'm gonna have to do to fix anything. <laughs> <laughs> and how much did you learn in school versus real life experience? Um, I would say definitely, probably 90% of what I know is outside of school. <laughs> Mm, school wow. uh they just it's always yeah. like that right yeah they, yeah i got a piece of paper that says i know how to take some videos <laughs> <laughs> and and then i taught myself the rest <laughs> yeah like i think like with the film industry it's always entirely based or should be entirely based on like your experience and what you can bring to the forefront like mm -hmm. you can't trust uh you know like uh you know like a degree you know basically right. you know no. someone could have a degree and not know how to do anything you know the the stuff they taught me in school was just like in college i got to the first you know all of my classes basically and it's stuff that i had taught myself in high school like mm. working on stuff on my own <laughs> yeah, right. and they're just like it's it's like it was like you're starting from scratch and i was like i already know all these things yeah and then like i learned a little bit by the end but like it it was yeah it wasn't yeah. i wouldn't say it's worth the money don't go to college kids <laughs> i will say it will give you some direction and some foot yes. in it, at yeah. least you know because it can I do that kid, uh he went to fine art school with me and and like i don't know if you know that i know how to portrait draw and stuff like that and i was really good when i went down there but yeah it was like starting back to scratch and teaching people how to do it Mm -hmm. And by the end, when he graduated, he was okay at doing portraits. You know, I was yeah. already past that part where I got bored with class. Yeah, I spent most of my time playing basketball. And my art teacher goes, "You should just like quit this and go to school and play basketball." Yeah, and I said that's a smart idea, and I did. I joined my brother. <laughs> you know, so that's what I did. But yeah. Um, I think it definitely gives you some direction, and you have to be willing to put some investment in your craft yeah definitely yeah i i, I mean yeah it, it can give you direction and, and then you you know you don't have to stay and within then, the curriculum you can branch out on your own a bit and right. take it further as you want and then to. you find out your own and that's how you find your own niche yeah yeah, yeah. no i can get i can get behind that and i think cinematographers are, are like our artists yep. you know true cinematographers i don't mm -hmm. you know believe that you just kind of have like a a normal way of doing things you have to have mm -hmm. an imagination you have to see mm -hmm. things other people don't see so. right and that's i really like that aspect well all aspects of it but i, I like how cinematography kind of blends the line between like artist and technician where you have to be technically competent and know how this equipment works and know how it's gonna like interact with each other whether it's lighting or you know the camera itself or how you're setting up a a crane or a you mm. know a slider or follow right. any anything it, you have to be both a technician but also there's elements of being an artist as well and i like how i kind of mashed that all up together <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a wealth of information you always have to learn and uh, yep 
They don't have all the time in school to teach you all that, kids. So yeah, yep, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely. It's going to take time. So, did you draw inspiration from anybody in the film industry as far as like uh, you know getting involved in cinematography? Um, I don't know really. Um, I kind of just I I did this when I was a BMX rider too. Mm -hmm. I kind of just go my own way and and you know figure things out on my own as opposed to like finding other people's styles and you know i i i watch way less movies than i probably should (laughs) (laughs) but like and part it's partially intentional but partially just i never have time to do it anyways but um i i think it helps you it has helped me to kind of form my own style that's a little bit different than other people who Mm. you know follow more traditional means of things (laughs) Yeah, because I don't know if, if it, this part is true, but I would think that, you know, if you are, you know, following and watching so many movies or whatever you are interested in, then maybe you develop that person, you draw or you develop that person's, you mm-hmm. know, way of making a movie or something. I mean, that, that can be good. And I honestly, I I'm trying to get more into you know, breaking down and analyzing films and kind of branching out in that direction as opposed to just on my own. Because uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel like at this point it'll probably help me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I can just kind of work in any fun ideas I see right. uh, to what I already do on my own. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. And I hear a lot of compliments about your work, you know, like I Definitely. like you heard a lot of compliments about the booty cinematography oh, yes. online. <laughs> So that Thank was you. Great. I yeah, was say, I, I was that, I was pretty happy with the work of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've been on but, film sets with, uh, you know, people doing short films, and and some of their shots aren't that creative. <laughs> like, oh man, especially when mm-hmm. I see the product, you know, like and <laughs> and I and, you know can kind of feel it a little bit, like they're doing all the traditional shots they need to make a scene, but it's not like. Mm-hmm. It's, well, it's not going to keep the, uh, you know, the person who's watching this intrigued. I think you always have to keep that in mind. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I thought you did an excellent job personally on the boonies. Definitely. And I'm excited to see some more of your work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I see also when I was uh, reading up on your biography, uh, your bio about your hobbies, how you're, you know, into also the uh, level of strangers like Bigfoot and ghosts and you know things like that so I was wondering um, if you know you ever watched Twin Peaks and X-Files and that's how you drew that or no um, so Twin Peaks I watched long ago mm-hmm. and forgotten a lot of it but I enjoyed it David Lynch just oh, is yeah. <laughs> has a bizarre vision for everything and it's oh, great yes he does um, <laughs> But yeah, that was that's that's a great thing. I have not watched the newer uh, season that came out. I guess it's a couple of years ago at this point. Yeah, neither have I. To be honest with you, I I was also into the old one. Yes, yeah, I watched the whole old one. Yeah. I would probably rewatch it and then try the new stuff too, but I'm not sure where it's going to go. Um, but X Files, definitely yes. Okay. That is like. I probably meant my favorite TV show oh, ever. Oh yeah, by far. <laughs> um, Same here. I, I love yeah, that. Oh man. Office, uh, when I'm doing work in my office, I honestly have that just playing in the background. 
on the TV on a loop all the full series. Uh, wow. And, and it's 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 nice because it's um, first off I just enjoy it, but second off it's I I know all of the episodes so well. Mm-hmm. I can just kind of ignore it and do my work. And anytime I look up, I just, oh, we're at this part. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think there's any other series that can compare to X-Files in my opinion. No, it's incredible. And that, that's another one that on the newer seasons when they rebooted it wasn't as strong, I don't think, but the original, I I think nine, nine seasons. Right. The original was great. Yeah, and I think it had so many different stories going on, you know, like you wanted to know about Scully's story or the smoking man. Yeah, the smoke cigarette smoking guy. Yeah. And and also to be clear, I don't actually believe in all these creepy weird things like ghosts and Bigfoot and stuff. Okay. But I just think they're interesting. And if they they all any of them happen to be true, that would be fun. But I don't know if they are. Bigfoot, I really wish he would be alive, but I don't know if he is. Yeah. He probably isn't, but... <laughs> right? Well, that would be kind of uh, interesting if he was, or like the abominable snowman. Yeah. <laughs> you know? at, the at the same time, if they ever found a Bigfoot, then it just becomes another animal and it's not as fun anymore, so... Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some, some chimpanzee or... Some, <laughs> yeah, gorilla. Some you know, gorilla walking around. <laughs> That, I'm surprised that more like uh, monkeys don't get released in like areas that don't have monkeys. I'm serious. Oh yeah. It just seems like it would happen more often. There is an island in Florida uh, that is really? inhabited by a, a tribe, or I, I don't know what you call it. I, uh, are they called tribes or uh, something of chimpanzee? Whatever a group of chimpanzees is called. Okay. Um, but it's yeah. There's an island in Florida that someone released. Um, domesticated monkeys into the wild and they just basically took over this island and now you can't go there because they will like kill you oh, <laughs> oh my man gosh. oh my gosh that sounds like a, a movie <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah yeah those things are fierce too you know they yeah. can like rip your arms off they're strong <laughs> definitely mm-hmm. and they work in groups you know they're yeah. really great at communicating out here so yeah so you have a dog named Zero. Yes, I do. She's sitting right here with me. Aww. <laughs> Hi, Zero. <laughs> yeah, what kind of dog is it? She, um, we're not sure exactly, but she is some sort of Australian cattle dog mix. Oh, um, nice. Like, she looks like almost a purebred. Like, I, I don't see much else in her. Yeah. But her, her coloring is a little unique. She's mostly white with black spots. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's usually... That's considered undesirable for cattle dogs. They're supposed to be all dark colors. Oh. And I guess, I don't know why exactly, but that's the traditional oh. colors they're supposed to have. But she looks way better than those ones anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could see from her, um, you know, her snout and everything. She has, like, the ears and everything like one. Mm-hmm. But it, they are a little, like you said, they're darker. So that's why I was also wondering. This looks like a different kind of breed. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, people have said maybe corgi, maybe Jack Russell. Uh, those <laughs> are the guesses I get a lot of the time, mixed with the cattle dog. But I don't know. I might get one of those DNA tests sometimes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but is she hyper like a Jack Russell? Not really. She's actually really calm. Like I mean, 
she ha- she always has plenty of energy if, if you know we're going outside she's gonna run like crazy but, <laughs> but if we want to just chill on the couch she'll just sit there too so okay yeah she doesn't like rip up the whole house or anything you know not that kind of energy <laughs> right not like our kids <laughs> that's true yeah. that's for sure <laughs> yeah sometimes i think animals are are, are more well behaved than kids actually so. yep or a lot yeah. easier to get to actually because with humans they develop a really really deep conscience and they start to realize that they're an individual and they make these decisions like with with animals i think they feel like they're a part of you sometimes yeah no yeah <laughs> very loyal and yeah 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 but going back to your cinematography and, and filming um like like has there ever been any weather that you couldn't deal with I don't think so. I I'm I'm pretty good about you know just making whatever needs to happen happen. <laughs> okay, nice. It's, it's been like extra long days on set or stuff we had to like salvage and post from time to time. But for the most part, yeah, we we make something happen with mm. you know, whatever issues come up. Yeah, like as far as rain or snow, like have you ever dealt with that where you're like, well, it's not going to work? We did um, on our Lance's web series, Theo and the Professor. Okay. I think we reshot the first episode probably about three times. And every time something just bad would happen. And one of, one of the times literally, uh, it was... it it was overnight shoots because we were in a field uh at night so we just did overnight shoots and we had lights set up to like be look trying to be like moonlight and whatnot and i think this was the second reshoot and we were like okay well screwed up the first time we're gonna get it right this time and everything's going fine it's a beautiful night not a cloud in the sky and then within about 10 minutes a giant just cloud blows in (laughs) Oh, oh no! <laughs> and it, it didn't seem like it was gonna rain yet, but then just at the snap of a finger, it was just a downpour. Wow! And we had old uh, like tungsten light bulbs. Oh. Um, I don't know if they were tungsten or what we had, because we we're making it blue moonlight. So I don't know if we had them gelled or what. But anyways, it was it was actual light bulbs. And when this cold rain hit the bulbs, they just all started exploding. Wow. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I'm trying to cover up the camera and keep it from getting destroyed by the rain. And other people are tearing down lights and pulling out the extension cords so we don't get shocked. Yeah. And, and then it downpoured for the rest of the night and we couldn't use any of the footage because it it just didn't match the next time we went to film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we, we got it done. It took three tries just for that one scene but we gotta stay committed to the process yeah (laughs) and some things are out of your control you know (laughs) yes you always have to expect the worst (laughs) yeah sometimes it'll happen and then you gotta figure out how you're gonna get out of that i know we spoke about the web series you're working on with michelle doe are you working on anything else right now um, at the moment, that's the main project on my plate. Okay. Uh, it's taken up a good bit of time. We we had hopes to get um, my short produced over the summer, but I think just time-wise, I don't think it's going to happen this year. 
okay. probably going to look into spring next year, I guess. But we, I did, this has been years in the making now, and I finally have a finalized script. Thanks to Michelle. She helped a lot on that. But um, awesome. it was always changing and shifting and whatnot and never quite there. And now it's it's ready to go to film. We just need the time. And that one I am going to, uh, I don't know if I'm going to do a Kickstarter or just save up some money on my own. But I, I do want to have a little bit of a budget for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, congratulations on that. Yes. It's always <laughs> great when the uh, you know, project's ready to film. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited about that one. Uh, and hopefully, fingers crossed, in the spring. Absolutely. And what is it going to be about? Um, well, it's kind of like a comedy of errors where uh, a guy's cell phone breaks. Um, at the same time, he, he loses his wallet, mm. which is by a jogger who gets hit by a car and killed. And um, so it's called Dead. And basically, it's just the the mess he gets into because the guy with his wallet gets killed and nobody can right. contact him because his phone's broken. So they all think he's dead. And oh, where it goes. That's gonna, it sounds really interesting. <laughs> it's it's kind of goofy and up in the air, but it, I think it'll be a fun thing. And I'm, uh-huh. yeah. It's gonna be a comedy. It's, uh, yeah, kind of like a dark, absurd comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like some of those films. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of going for sort of like a coen brothers feel how they uh, kind of yeah. stories going together okay and that's kind of the the way i'm trying to make it happen where there's kind of like some intertwined things happening and they all end up in a big mess right so as a cinematographer and an editor are you working with a team or is it just like uh you know solo work where you're just here and there with other people all the time um it's I do a, work with a lot of different people. Uh, sometimes it's just myself. Other times we bring in just about anybody you'd know in the Pittsburgh film community. Mm-hmm. Whoever's, whoever's available and willing to work with us. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as color grading, um, like, do you ever consider the time period? Or, um, or like... Um, yeah, like I would say the time period, you know, like when you're color grading. I I guess um, not directly, but um, more, I'm more reliant on just the feel of the movie itself, what it's going for. And a lot of times, like, I guess the time period is tied in with that. Um, so, yeah, I guess sort of. Yeah, because, you know, like when an audience member is watching a movie, like I remember like how 90s movies looked. And if you're yeah. filming something that's in the 90s or 70s, it, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, things looked a certain way, you know, based on the filmography back then. Right. Actually, that brings up a thing. I don't know if I should, I'm supposed to tell you this, the, <laughs> the producers and the distributors. But the first, uh, the first cut of The Boonies, we had a much more aggressive grade on the on the whole film that looked much more like kind of grungy 70s washed out a little bit like almost like an old film print yeah Uh, and lance and i both really liked it but the the distributors weren't having it they Mm. we need to adhere to modern standards and blah 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 whatever so that That would have been kind of cool yeah 
Yeah, I really liked it, and I wish we could have released that version, but they weren't having it, and they're steering the boat at that point. So, right. But I spent during COVID a straight, I probably two or three weeks going back and recolor grading the whole thing. Oh man! To get to the standards that they wanted it to be at. Wow. And it's I, I'm still pretty happy with the look. Like it, it's it looks you know a little different than a regular film and it has a little bit of style to it but mm-hmm. it was I really liked it before when it, we had that yeah. aggressive grade on it yeah and how do they make that judgment call is it just based on like uh, you know analytics as far as like what people are into like the majority of people or what I I really don't know um it, it was a big problem was uh that the blacks were not fully black which hmm. It is technically a problem because you know it's uh, you don't have true blacks in the in the image. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're, but that's just the consequence of us trying to make a more washed out. Yeah. Image to look like an older, you know, an older thing. So you can't have both really, or I guess somebody who's better color grader than I could maybe figure out that. Mm. But at my skill level, that's what I got. So. And then once we dropped down the blacks to like a true black level, it kind of messed with the other colors and we had to Uh, move it back to normal. And, um, but we still tried to leave a little bit of that, you know, the feel in there of older film look and a little bit grungy. Well, that's awesome. And, um, you know, thank you for your time and joining us today. You know, this conversation has been great. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, Thank you for having me. Thank you everybody out there who's uh worked with me in the past and will work with me in the future absolutely it was our pleasure (laughs) and and special thank you to michelle too my director on the web series we're doing now sasha check it out congratulations on that (laughs) shout out michelle yep (laughs) thank you very much it was a pleasure